The examples that I've used in the past, Tom Brady, right? Remembering the six names of quarterbacks drafted above him, right? It's, maybe he would have softened a little bit after the third Super Bowl, but no, right? He was, the documentary is coming out. He's still in tears over these guys being drafted over him, and he's already got MVPs more than they have, like, career touchdown <laughs> passes. I think he's and, got a ring <laughs> yeah. for every guy he's plus still, one. Like, you know, it, 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 it still feels like if Tom Brady saw Spurgeon win – who was drafted above him at quarterback, on the streets. Like, it's on site. He's ready to rock. Um, another one is one of my favorite story of Michael Jordan. There was a rookie for the the Wizards, okay? I, it might have been the Bullets at the time. It was a rookie for Washington, and, uh, and, and he was playing against them. And he told the media, okay, that this rookie in a previous game talked trash to him. It was like the rookie scored, like, you know, 24 points against – the Bulls or whatever, and supposedly walking off the floor, he told Michael Jordan, like, you know, you got next, Mike, or just something little quiet like that. And Jordan told the media that this rookie talked trash to him, and he was going to teach him a lesson the next time they played Washington. Jordan went out there the next time they played Washington and scored like 45 points, dominant, made this kid his, his life miserable for the day. Years later, it turns out Michael Jordan admits the rookie never talked trash to him, never said a word. He was just building it up in his mind that he had to go out there and tear this kid apart because he needed you know, something to get him going that day. Julius Peppers, today to the media, told everybody he felt slighted as a defensive end from the University of North Carolina, going number two overall in the draft. There's not many defensive players that go number two overall in the draft. And he was only number two in the draft, I believe, because David Carr went to the Texans ahead of him, and that was an expansion franchise that didn't have a quarterback. And you kind of need one of those. Yeah. So he was quite literally seen by many, maybe even say most, as the best prospect in the draft, and he left that draft feeling slighted. Used it as motivation. Today, this is... 2024, he was drafted right at the turn of the Y2K. He, he's still bringing it up in press conferences when he lets us into his world. That is as crazy as, as the, the Brady, as crazy as the Jordan, as crazy. Another good one is Draymond Green can recite by memory all 34 people drafted above him. Right, Those things make certain competitors tick. Julius Peppers added to the list. The greats find slights everywhere. I remember when LeBron James was using on Twitter washed king because he was claiming people were saying he was washed up. It was like fresh off the Miami years. He had just won a bunch of MVPs and titles. And and so no one was saying that, LeBron. You know, you, you imagine the guys who he's barreling down the, the, the lane, mumbling to himself, say, I'm washed, I'm washed king. And yeah. Defenders are going, no, 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 bro. <laughs> no, no, no. You're still the guy. You're awesome. No, 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 no. No one's saying that. Doom dunked on. That's got to be Julius Peppers, right? He's down there in his in his stance coming off the edge going, David Carr, mm, mm, David Carr. Some poor offensive tackle who's in there because the starter's benched. Starter got hurt. Some backup offensive tackles going, Julius, we love you. Julius, stop. Oh, I'm on my back. How did that happen? He probably looked at every quarterback as if he were David Carr. Yeah, like uh, the water boy. Water yeah. sucks. Yeah. It really, really sucks. Just some back there going, David Carr and David, David Carr. Gatorade's better.
<laughs> my, my, my mama said he, he waterboyed his way to the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Basically. Julius Peppers. The, the guy played in a Final Four as a basketball player and was the number two overall NFL draft pick. Left that draft feeling slighted, so slighted that we're almost 25 years later, and he's still stewing about it. That special kind of of making yourself believe that the world is against you, and I love it. I forget who it was. A few, it was relatively recent in the NFL draft. Was picked in the top ten, mm. and he was asked about it. He's like, you know, I'm going to make every team out there regret for not taking me. I was like, what the five? <laughs> <laughs> You're going to make five teams regret you? I was like, yeah, for or for not trading up for me. I'm like, uh. Jo- Josh Rosen always pulled that, that one. Josh Rosen, I think, went tenth and said nine teams tenth. just made the biggest mistake of their 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 careers. Did they though? And and you know maybe keep that one. Now you know even Brady wasn't saying I memorized the names until he had some Super Bowls to back him up. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was keep that one to yourself. Um, Peppers maybe the same way. I don't know if he was you know walking around telling people he felt slighted, but he did. And I I I'm here for it. I love it. The other thing that I thought was interesting from from Peppers talking to the media today is he still hasn't decided who's going to induct him into the, the Hall of Fame. Oh, yeah. When you go into the Hall of Fame, you get to pick the person that introduces you. And it's, I think, a really cool personal moment, right? I think you should be able to customize your induction ceremony more, right, to make it more meaningful to you. And uh, who you pick to introduce introduce you who you who you pick to induct you is one of those cooler moments right uh it's not very very um i'm trying to think of it like cookie cutter right where everybody gets the same jacket everybody gets the same introduction no it's like this this part is special to you and and julius pepper said he didn't know who he was going to choose to induct him but he did say john fox who was his uh head coach for for his the the bulk of his uh, Carolina years, um, is in the running. So it got me thinking, right? I started asking around the office, like, hey, you're going into the Hall of Fame. Who's inducting you? And trying to see what everybody's um, kind of logic was, right? Because, you know, I didn't care if you said, you know, oh, my, my boss from my first job, I wanted to know why. And then I was trying to get that same motivation for Julius. You know who I came down to? You know who I think should in, in, induct Julius Peppers into the Hall of Fame? Who's that? Steve Smith Sr. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Steve's because to be electric for a, a good part of their career, they were the face of the offense and the face of the defense, right? Sure, Delone would pop up, or D'Angelo Williams would pop up on offense, or Dan Morgan, or or someone might might pop up on on the defensive side, but it was Peppers, and it was Steve Smith Sr. That's what it was, right? That's what it was. The other thing is. I started thinking, like, you know, who would I? Who who would I? And 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 what one thing you want is you want a good speech, right? You want a good speech. There might be someone who's like the most meaningful to you, and you know what you do? Then you thank them in the speech. When you're inducted, you thank that person and you get emotional. But you want your induction to be good, and Steve Smith Senior will not miss. Steve Smith Sr. will make Julius Peppers sound and 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 be remembered as he should because it's kind of what he does, right? He hypes things up. You'd leave with a catchphrase. You'd leave with with a few other things that you didn't know, uh, whatever your version of ice up, son, is. Uh, and the other thing is, the other reason why I think Steve Smith Sr. would be a cool pick 
is because he should be in the Hall of Fame. So this would be a, a moment where Julius Peppers could spotlight one of his old teammates who needs to get that nudge over the edge, right? Julius Peppers, first ballot, no doubter, uh, a Hall of Famer, and you, you could have cut off you know, any five years of his career. He's still a Hall of Famer. Uh, Steve Smith Sr. isn't getting the, the bump, putting him on that stage. If for nothing else, you'll see all the uh, the writers and everything that vote for the Hall of Fame going, oh, we got to put him in just so we can write about his speech. <laughs> he's going he's gonna to fill a lot of column inches for us, a lot of uh, blog posts for us when we get him in there. He'll be doing the – remember Ray Lewis got like the Britney Spears microphone that attached to his ear and was walking around on the stage to give him a speech? Steve Smith's going to need going to need that. He's going to need to perform. Either way, congratulations to Julius Peppers. I am looking forward to the run-up all the way to the, the Hall of Fame game and all the way to the inductions. I'm looking forward to, to finding out who he does choose, but I also think that's a fun game. You ever do that one where you're sitting around your uh, – like dinner's finished, but everyone's still hanging around the table, mm-hmm. and you do the whole, all right, you get to have a dinner with three people, dead or alive. Who's it going to be? I think a good little twist is you just got inducted into the Hall of Fame. Who's introducing you? I think it's a good good question to ask. So go ahead and play that game. If you come up with a good one, you can send it to me on Twitter, at Donnelly Sports, D-O-N-N-E-L-L-Y-S-P-O-R-T-S. You can send it to Dennis at The Fan Rookie, spelled how it sounds, uh, or the station at 99.9 The Fan. We'll monitor all of those different avenues. But I learned some news during that break that makes so very little sense to me. I'm almost upset that it's breaking news because it's not fair to one of the people involved. Uh, Steve Wilkes, it was announced er, just moments ago on a, a conference call with Kyle Shanahan, the head coach of the San Francisco 49ers, Steve Wilkes, the defensive coordinator of the 49ers, former interim head coach with the Carolina Panthers, uh, he was fired. Make it make sense. Not not, not to be dramatic, but the, the first thing that popped into my brain is this seems like one of those you know quintessential bad things happening to seemingly good people in the NFL. Now, I don't know Steve Wilkes personally, but everyone seems to, at every stop along the way that he's worked, uh, rave about him, right? About how much he cares, uh, how, how he handles things. And he's been put in some bad situations, right? He was fired after one year in Arizona as the head coach. And that one year, he was given Josh Rosen as his starting quarterback. And he went, didn't even have full control over his staff either. One season there, he gets the boot. He goes to he's he's on the Carolina staff when when they fire Rule. He takes over. He wins six games down the stretch and doesn't get the job. Handles that as about well as well as you could, at least publicly. I'm sure he said some choice words privately, but publicly he handles it about as well as you can. He ends up in San Fran as the defensive coordinator. What does he do this year? And I mean, maybe this is surface level stats, but. The surface says a lot here. Uh, The Niners give up the third fewest points per game in the NFL. They make it to the Super Bowl where all he does is essentially bottle up Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid completely for a half. And then their touchdown that gets them going comes off a special teams gaffe where they have to go all of like 13 yards to score the touchdown. Mm -hmm. He, he's set up to be in a horrendous situation in, in overtime by the Niners electing to 
get the ball uh, to start overtime and then only scoring three points, which means now you're going up against Patrick Mahomes, Andy Reid, that offense, and you know they're going to go for it on every fourth down, which just makes it that much more difficult to get off the field. They do as, as I mean, whatever on that last drive. They gave it up, but again, set up to fail, and, and now he's fired. I don't know if we've seen a more obvious scapegoat situation, right? It it strikes me as, well, we didn't win the Super Bowl again. Something's got to change. We're not going to change the head coach, who's also essentially the offensive coordinator. Uh, Not going to change the quarterback because he costs us two dimes and a nickel. Mm -hmm. Uh, We're we're, we're the – what are we – defensive coordinator, you're gone. Like, that's all you can do. And that's not a good reason to fire a guy of, I have to look busy. I have to, right? It's it's bringing up an Excel spreadsheet when your boss walks by your cubicle just going like, ah, TPS reports. And it's like, you don't even do TPS reports. Why are you saying that? You're just looking busy. You just minimized Minesweeper. Steve Wilkes is fired. And, you know, the the the, the real shame of it is, it's this late because guess who's filled just about all of the coordinator positions in the NFL? Every other team. He's being forced into like a sabbatical or a dramatic step back in his guy. He could go be a position coach, I'm sure. He could go mm-hmm. analyst, senior uh, assistant, whatever. But, I mean, he's Steve Wilkes. He deserves to be at least a coordinator in the NFL after leading one of the best defenses in the league last year. And and before you give me the Brock Purdy argument, which is well, anybody could have could have done well with that defense, right? The the Brock Purdy, anybody could play quarterback when you have those weapons. Anybody could be a good defensive coordinator with the Niners. Their secondary is not very good. No, it's not. And Talanoa Hufunga, who is very good, got hurt very early in the year, and they still turned in a pretty darn good defensive situation. Yes, their front seven is very good. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying he was out there making uh, chicken salad out of chicken you-know-what, but he was still executing a defense that didn't have everything taken care of. It wasn't the the 2,000 Ravens out there. And one of his starting middle linebackers blows out his Achilles in the first quarter coming <laughs> off the sideline after a punt. Yeah, can you imagine? He's probably telling his, his family, if Dre doesn't pop, if Dre Greenlaw doesn't pop his Achilles – running onto the field, not even in a play. My defense would have carried us to a Super Bowl championship. And then his phone rings. And he's like, oh, Kyle wants to talk. What? No. What? Click. I just got fired. That's that's an absurd change of events. And And you know what? It would be... It's, I mean, I was going to say there's, there has to be a way to work him into the Carolina defensive staff, but there's yeah. – I just – I think too many bridges were burned. He was he was rubbing it in faces, subtweeting. I, I, the Tepper and him, I don't think it's water under the bridge. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think he, as a person, like if in a vacuum, would be an addition to the staff, but I don't, I don't see how the, the social dynamics of that work. So, bummer, man. Bummer. Anything to add, Dennis? So I was actually looking over some of the like advanced numbers this year uh, yep. for San Francisco real fast defensively. So they were tied for second in the NFL in takeaways per game at 1.7. Uh, so just the, the best in the NFL is 1.8. Yep. So you're right up there. Uh, yards per attempt, fifth best in the NFL. 
Um, also third in the NFL. I'm sorry, third down conversion percentage for opposing teams. Opposing teams are actually were at 42%, so they're 27th in the NFL, so they weren't great in terms of third down percentage. Uh, yards per rush, they weren't that great, but also teams just weren't carrying the ball a whole lot because they often had leads. Uh, but also, again, points per game and points per play, if you want to break it down even further, third best in the NFL. That means be, be firing stats, apparently. That's that's how you get fired. You just be really good at your job, but not have have a good relationship with Shanahan, I guess. That's how you get fired. Well, I'm I'm trying to because uh, it's it's crazy because Shanahan's the one that made the mistakes. Like it was Shanahan's offense that sputtered. True. You know, it was True. Shanahan's offense that sputtered, not Steve Wilkes. Again, you mentioned Steve. Uh, the Shanahan's not going to fire himself. He can't fire and, himself. And he had to look busy, so he fired Steve Wilkes. He's the one Scapegoat. that he's the one that made the decision, like you said, to to kick off or to, to receive the first you know kickoff yeah, in overtime, overtime yeah. and all that kind of stuff. He's the one that made those mistakes, not Steve Wilkes. Like you said it's a, it's a scapegoat thing. You only allow one touchdown and less than twenty points against Patrick Mahomes in the Super Bowl in regulation. Th- this is this how is, is how, that fireable. This is how little sense this makes. Uh, I you know I bring it up all the time. I have group chats where uh, any football news just gets reacted to by a bunch of buddies. Uh, somebody put that chat that 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 news in there, and the first response is has to be more more to the story. Has to be, and, and I don't know if we'll ever get it. If there's you know added information we learn later, we can revisit this conversation, and maybe we won't be as as tough. But knowing what we know now, I I don't get it. I don't get it unless it's you know truly like, you know the the um, layover in the airport test like. Kyle Shanahan and Steve Wilkes just can't spend two hours at an airport bar waiting for their delayed flight together because they hate each other. Unless it's something like that. Uh, big I, airport. I, I don't get it. Yeah, exactly. You go to Hudson News. <laughs> I'll go to Chili's to go. We, we'll see each other at the gate. Yeah. 